From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. I would also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Guarantee Commercial Title. Guarantee offers a new platform for the delivery of services based on the expertise and ingenuity of a visionary team of title professionals that identifies obstacles and creates solutions that result in a successful sale, construction, or financing of commercial real estate. To learn more, visit GuaranteeTitle.net. TKDA's Bridge Group has a new manager and a heavy workload as the 2021 construction season ramps up. The St. Paul-based engineering, architectural, and planning consulting firm recently promoted Lindsay Lawrence to lead the group. At present, the group includes 12 employees, with another coming soon. A senior registered engineer and experienced bridge inspector, Lawrence is a member of the Minnesota Surveyors and Engineers Society. She joined TKDA in the mid-2000s after graduating from North Dakota State University. During her time with TKDA, Lawrence has helped plan and design more than 50 bridges and has inspected and rated upwards of 250 municipal and county bridges for the Minnesota Department of Transportation. TKDA's Surface Transportation Division Vice President Matt Christensen describes Lawrence as a, quote, extremely talented design engineer who values the high professional standards and key relationships needed to build in our success in the bridge group, end quote. In the following interview, Lawrence speaks with reporter Brian Johnson about her new duties at TKDA, notable projects, the bridge group's workload, and her love of salmon fishing in Alaska, among other topics. I'm happy to be joined by Lindsay Lawrence, uh, new manager of TKDA's bridge group in the engineering, architectural, and planning consulting firm's surface transportation division. Um, Lindsay, thanks for checking in. Thanks, Brian, for having me. Yeah, you bet. So, um, so uh, I see from your resume that you've been with uh, TKDA now for uh, 16 years, almost. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I graduated um, college, uh, I guess, the winter of 2005 and started right out of school uh, with TKDA in that January of 2006. So it's it's been about 15, 16 years. So. Okay, great. And when did you just start this new role now as manager of the bridge group? So our longtime um, vice president of surface transportation, Kevin Cullen, uh, retired at the end of 2020. And so um, our then current bridge group manager, Matt Christensen, uh, got promoted to that role and then that left the bridge group manager vacant. So I was lucky enough to be chosen. And so I started at the beginning of this year. So January. Okay. So you've been been at it for a while now, and uh, what are some of your duties now in this new role? Um, I would say uh, I'm getting a lot more project management roles um, on top of what 
my design role was before, but then also just um, labor resources. So uh, managing what all of our staff in the group has to work on, and then also trying to market and, and get more work for all of us to work on. So um, yeah, it's, it's keeping me busy, that's for sure. Yeah, how big of a group do you have there? How many people? Um, so yeah, so TKDA's uh, bridge group is, including myself, is 12 right now. And actually we're adding another uh, grad engineer right out of school uh, starting in June. So then we'll be 13. And then, uh, so, and then our surface transportation group is about 40-ish right now. Um, and we're made up of the bridge group and then there's the highway or roadway design group and then a water resources group. So we all, all work together on projects. Okay. What, what kinds of workloads are you seeing? Is it pretty keeping you pretty busy now? Um, yeah, I mean, our bridge group, uh, we've been busy for quite a while. And then uh, the backlog of work that we have currently is keeping all of us busy. As you can tell, we, we asked to hire a new grad. And so um, the backlog is good. And then um, we foresee a stimulus package coming out from the government that would also kind of enhance our workload <laughs> uh, substantially. So uh, we're preparing for that, but not I, I'm going to equate it to kind of like the 2008-2009 uh, era where it was slow, but then there was that stimulus package in it, and it kind of got a little crazy there for a while. Yeah. So do you do a lot of like MnDOT projects, things like that, uh, or different local municipalities and so on as well? Yeah, yeah. So um, our our TKDA's bridge group is kind of unique. We um, we do both highway bridges and then pedestrian bridges and then also a lot of rail bridges. I would say MnDOT is probably one of our uh, biggest clients, um, but then we have you know some of the big um, urban counties like Hennepin County, Ramsey County, Anoka, and then even some of the metropolitan cities like St. Paul and um, Minneapolis and Bloomington. But then we also go um, out state as well. Um, and then, uh, like I said, for um, the railroad um, business, we do a lot of work for class one railroads. So BNSF or UP and stuff like that, so. Okay. Are you seeing a lot of uh, pent up needs there in both the, you know, kind of across the board and the types of work you do, uh, bridges, railroad? So. Yeah, so I'll touch first on maybe the railroad side of things. And I mean, the pandemic for everyone has kind of thrown a loop in business. And so I would say that the railroad um, kind of slowed down, but they also recognized that because they have slower traffic, this is a great opportunity to maybe re rehab their bridges or replacements. So um, it hasn't totally died down. And then we, we expect the, a stimulus package like that to, to help them as well. And even the short line rail, uh, railroads, um, there's a bunch of local ones and then even out state. So um, that's on the rail side, but then um, like government side or public side, yeah, there's there's a lot of work out there. Um, I could say, like if I wanna say the interstate system, um, as you can guess, uh, it was built in the 60s or 70s. And so a lot of those bridges are, are getting to the end of their life. And there was no real design life at that point in time. Whereas today's standards, we might build a bridge for 75 years. That's, that's our goal. 
Um, but then also a lot of things have changed, right? Um, traffic patterns have changed, loads have changed, and then even traffic um, modes have changed. It's not just automobile or whatever. Um, a lot of urban areas want pedestrian access and, and things like that. So that really affects geometrics um, of, of bridges and roads. So lots of work out there, I would say. Yeah, and the rail infrastructure, I imagine, is getting pretty old too out there. Right, right, definitely. Um, and they are they are a much more reactive uh, a client. So uh, as soon as something happens, then we we need to jump and and help them fix their their assets. I guess I would say. And whereas I would I was I would uh, describe like the public entities as more of a preventative uh, they they want to be able to uh, rehab or or replace if they can if the funding exists uh, um, sooner rather than if they have a problem so it looks like they're pushing for some more transportation funding at the state level too so. yes yeah that would that would really be great for obviously our business but then uh, on the construction side and 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 just filters through every everything so mm -hmm. Um, are there any particular projects you're working on now that you could mention that maybe people will recognize or anything? Sure. Um, one that's actually just finishing getting con, uh, constructed is Dale Street over 94. Oh, so yeah. in that, uh, so I worked on that bridge and it was pretty, pretty unique. So it's one of the first um, bridges in that corridor to get replaced. Um, so I expect more to happen in the future along that corridor. But so with that one, we had stage construction. So we could just keep traffic moving through that area. And so that makes the design a little more complicated. But um, so far, the construction has gone really well. And uh, the bridge is totally constructed. And you'll see uh, some unique features on there. There's um, a big steel tree on each side. If you drive on 94, you'll see it um, um, on the bridge. And there's some other aesthetic um, features that are pretty pretty unique to that area so um i remember or i wrote about that project it seems like they really had a lot of community input in yes, that yes yes right, right. Mm -hmm. and we worked with an artist um and she she helped us uh come up with i would say economical but yet uh very uh unique features that we were able to incorporate into the bridge and so um, I haven't been out there recently other than just driving under it but I'd really like to see how the barriers and railings look up close and I've heard I heard it's something to see so if you get a chance you should go check that out too yeah definitely um, I, I can add on, uh, on another project um, up in Anoka County uh, is Foley Boulevard uh, over BNSF tracks um, so that's just north of 610, and um, I would say west of 10, Highway 10. And so we just uh, received, or the county just put that out for bids. And I guess what's really good is, I mean, there was nine contractors that bid on that project. And so uh, contractors are hungry, they want some work. And all of those bids came in really tight. And so we feel we had a pretty, pretty solid plan set and uh, it, it was easily understood and, and everybody came together with a pretty good um, bid there. And so I'm excited to see what that looks like when they actually start building it here soon. Yeah, cool. Um, 
So it looks like you attended uh, North Dakota State University. Yes, yes, I did. It was interesting. Go bison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It was interesting because I was just talking to a um, gentleman who's overseeing that big flood diversion project out there in Fargo-Moorhead. Mm -hmm. I don't know where, where is North Dakota State located? It is in Fargo, yes. In don't Fargo. confuse it with that other, that other town. <laughs> no, I didn't want to offend you there. So. No, that's good. <laughs> But uh, anyway, it sounds like that's going to just present a ton of work opportunities in the coming years. Is that anything that your group would, would be pursuing anything like that? or? And so in that area up there, um, so like I kind of described before, we, we kind of work um, with the rail industry a lot and particular, particular BNSF. Um, and so... I think in that area, um, for, for right now, we plan to stay on that side of, of the, the eight ball, if you want to say it, instead of on the government side. Um, so when we take that role, then we'll be, um, you know, looking at plan sets from other consultants and looking at it from a railroad's point of view and make sure it, it follows their standards. So, um, but otherwise, we, we might uh, get our feet wet in, in uh, I didn't want to use that pun, but uh, use and and get into some design work up there. But uh, usually, we'll stay on the rail side. Okay, cool. Um, it looks like from uh, your bio, I see one of your um, more memorable projects is the Warren Road Bridge Project. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that and what some of the um, interesting challenges were? Yeah. So. I guess why I stated that was my favorite project is because it really spanned a majority of my career. Um, so like we stated early on in this conversation, I've been with TJDA for 15, 16 years, but and started in 2006, but we started that project in 2009 with um, feasibility concepts. So just coming up with a layout that would work with both our client who was Ramsey County and then with the railroads. Um, so this pro so Warner Road over all those um, railroad tracks is just um, southeast of downtown St. Paul where our office is located. Mm. And so it was it was a great location too, right? It's just right next to our um, our office. But then, like I've hinted many times with our railroad experience, I mean that is one of the busiest um, railroad crossings in all of the country. It has nine railroad lines that we had to span over, and then just think about construction of that, and not like for a highway bridge or a roadway bridge, you can detour traffic, but you can't do that in a railroad scenario, right? And so we had to think of some pretty um, unique and out of the box ideas to get some of our peers constructed and even the superstructure. Um, so we were able to use the existing bridge um, as kind of our a staging area and we had um, uh, our deep foundations were micropile in some areas. And so they were able to set up on the existing bridge and drill through the deck and then down into the ground without affecting rail traffic. And then also, um, well, I guess if you're not familiar with being in a, in a rail corridor, you, you have to stop work whenever there's a train. So you can imagine in the busiest corridor ever that you would never get work done. So as long as we could stay you know, up in the out of the way of the rail traffic we were we were golden for construction so um but so i said so feasibility wise we, we started in in 2009 and then we worked through 
final design, I worked, um, so there was three bridge plan sets. So there's the roadway that goes over all of that, but then uh, the county had two pedestrian bridges that framed into that um, roadway bridge. And so there was three plan sets. So a lot of, a lot of plan sheets and development on our end. And then I was lucky enough to be out there during construction. And I have found um, that to be pretty valuable in my career. Uh, I've had that on a couple projects where you're able to see what you've designed and how a contractor is able to put that into, you know, real concrete or real rebar and just see some of the choices you made and maybe you can fix that in the future if it wasn't such a great idea. Um, but so I was out in the field and was able to experience that. And then some of the unique things that happened that year is um, the river actually flooded that year. And it actually gave us an opportunity to, um, during the demolition of the existing bridge to make that a little bit easier because traffic had to be detoured because of the flood, not because of the construction. Mm. So, um, and then what I also mentioned with that project is, um, once it was open to traffic, um, actually a couple of years later, um, so MnDOT and FHWA require that you go and, and inspect bridges uh, just to see how they're performing. And um, so I was able to see that and just see how, how things were faring after just two years of construction. So it, it was, so that's, that's pretty a long, elaborate uh, description, but it, it spanned a, a lot of years of my career. So I would say that was my favorite project. Great. And, and when was that finally completed? Um, I think it was open to construction in two th uh, 2015. Okay. Okay. Nice. Really interesting. A lot of challenges there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I could go into a lot more, but I, I don't <laughs> want to bore you or get too technical. So. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So, um, just to back up a little bit, um, curious how you um, got interested in, in this line of work as a career and did you have um, family members who are engineers or is this something you kind of got into on your own? So actually nobody in my family is an engineer. Um, I kind of made this route my, my own. Um, I, I was pretty good at math and science and I hear that from a lot of engineers. Um, coming out of high school you're just you're good at math and science. What do you what do you want to do with that? So I enrolled with NDSU knowing they had a great engineering program. Um, and so I started with um, that first semester, they had a general engineering uh, course where they kind of go through all of the different engineering degrees. And so you can kind of get a flavor without actually declaring a degree quite yet. Mm -hmm. And I thought civil engineering would give me the most flexibility of possible office time versus field time. Um, I really enjoy the outdoors. I'm just, I didn't, at the time, I didn't want to be chained to a desk for the rest of my working career. So um, that's probably what influenced me the most. And then while I was in school, um, I had some extra extracurricular um, activities. Uh, there's a, within civil engineering um, schools, there is concrete canoe they call it competition and then a steel bridge competition. And I was in both and the steel bridge obviously um, was great experience and kind of leaned me towards towards my career path here. So here I am. <laughs> yeah, cool. I understand that uh, in your 
free time you enjoy being outdoors and fishing and things like that. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, so we, we own a cabin in, in Wisconsin and we're actually, it's fishing opener this weekend. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll be headed that direction and I'm so happy to see that the weather will be nice. Uh, I, I am definitely a fair, fair weather fisherman, <laughs> uh, but we also have family up in Alaska. So we try to get there at least once a year and uh, salmon fishing is, is like no other. It's, it's pretty addicting. Um, yeah. So I would recommend it if you can get up there. Well, that sounds great. I have family in uh, the Pacific Northwestern Oregon, actually, and many years ago went uh, fishing for steelhead out there mm -hmm. and uh, didn't catch anything, but, you know. The experience. Well, I can tell you as soon as you come back to, you know, lake fishing back here in Minnesota, after you set the hook on a salmon and you try to set the hook on a walleye or a panfish, it, it just doesn't feel the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, cool. I hope you can reel in a lot more projects here coming, no, no pun intended. There. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're plenty busy. And, yes. Um, so good good luck to you and going forward any other thoughts uh just kind of on you know the outlook for the year i know we're hopefully coming out of this pandemic now and um do you see things uh, picking up or just uh kind of staying about the same or what's your outlook i mean i think workload wise i i think we're, we've been very steady and the pandemic didn't really affect any of that um i think the pandemic has really changed uh, the work environment. Um, it's given flexibility for a lot of people uh, who, who are able to work from home. I know it's it's not easy. I mean, I have three kids and our daycare just happened to be shut down last week because of, you know, close contacts or whatever. And so that whole aspect is hard, but just being able not to have to have that commute into the office or whatnot, you, you can work that extra hour instead of driving or whatever it is um and then also for for me as a manager now i'm trying to look for uh hiring opportunities um if people are able to move back home where their parents are or whatever the reason is um, they don't necessarily have to live in a, a big metropolitan area or they can live out state if they needed to and so i think i think that's one of the highlights of this pandemic is just being able to have that more flexible work life balance yeah, absolutely. I have uh, four kids too. One of them's away in college, but three are still at home. And uh, it's definitely, it can be distracting at times working. It out. can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear that. Between <laughs> the kids and the dog and you know everything else. But yeah, I mean, we all miss, you know, going to the office to actually get, you know, that face to face contact, not just this virtual virtual world we are in now but um there are some benefits to it so yeah yeah all right Lindsay. well thanks again for your time and really mm -hmm. enjoyed chatting with you and uh, yeah you too yeah hope, hopefully we can stay in touch and if you have specific project you want to talk about or something no will do thank you very much and if you have anything else um i know there's um other people within tkda that would love to share some stories too so great all right awesome all right Thanks, right. Brian. Thank you. Yep. Take care. <laughs> you too. Bye. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce, or to subscribe, go to our website, 
www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.